Hopefully, y'all brought your spiritual forks and knives and got ready to dig into some steak tonight. If you didn't, you're in trouble. You might. All right, then. Ruthie, we're going to have you open us in prayer tonight, and then we're going to get into the message tonight. And as she's getting ready to pray, which of course she'll be also leading our scripture, which is going to be a double blessing. Ruth, you're going to also have ready Psalm chapter 2. Okay? Because as soon as you're done praying, I'd like you to read Psalms 2, verses 1 to 4. Dear precious Lord, we want to uh, praise your name for a wonderful day today. It's been a good one. And uh, I hope everybody else had a good time too. So, I just want to get in the spirit of worship now and listen to my precious husband preach here. And I just want to be attentive to what the Lord has for us through my precious voice, husband's voice. You know how much I love him. You can tell by the way I talk about him, but I do love Kenny so much. Well, I can't help it. I love you, darling. And I uh, just want to praise your name tonight for being my Savior. Since June 20th, 1974... It seems like it's really been a long time, but it's been a wonderful time for being a child of God. And can't wait to see your beautiful face, Lord. I'm sure it's it's going to be something to behold when we actually get to finally see you, when you come up in the rapture of the church. So we praise your name tonight. Uh, Psalms two one through four. All right, precious. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Just hold into that place, because we're going to be talking about Earth Day. Now, Earth Day, in its simplest terms is a day put aside by the environmentalist who got up and said, we want a day set aside to recognize that we need to conserve our natural resources. But Earth Day is a little more than that. Yep. We have to understand what the in, uh, Earth Day folks are about. The goal of these philanthropists, that is the plant people is to heal Mother Earth. Hello? Uh -huh. M Mother Earth. Now, we got to keep that in mind. See, their goal, their highest thing is to help us heal this planet from pollution, etc., etc. So that's why they're called environmentalists, okay? Uh -huh. And environmentalists, the objective of Earth Day is to remind us that we have a duty to, quote, save the planet. Okay? Yeah. Now, I think we got a problem with that. First, let's go back to Psalms, and we find the environmentalists listed right here. Psalm 2, and let's look at the verses critically as to what God wants us to see here. Okay, you go back to my yep, you're coming back over here. Psalm 2. And I want you to read a little piece at a time here, Ruth. I'll point you when to stop. Starting at verse 1. Now read the first part of that, Psalm 2, 1. Okay, it says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? 
Okay. A question is posed by David the writer. Why do the heathen, that's lost folks, why do they rage? Why are they mad? And imagine vain things. Well, it's simple. Because they don't love God. Because they're mad. Because obviously somebody's got their feathers ruffled. All right? Obviously they would not be mad and raging and start to imagine wicked things unless someone got their feathers ruffled. So that tells me that somebody was doing their job. Hello? It, you, you don't get somebody's feathers ruffled unless you're doing your job. In order to get in order to get their feathers ruffled, you have to be up in their face telling them that what they're doing is wrong. So somebody was telling them they're doing something wrong. If you got a pastor who ain't got his feathers ruffled once in a while, he, he uh, excuse me, somebody's not doing their job. Either a you're trying to say your pastor is perfect, which is highly unlikely because he's a man, or b uh, you ain't doing your jobs to keep his feathers ruffled. Hello? If he's in sin, you better have his feathers ruffled once in a while. Okay, why? now go on, Ruth. Okay, next verse is number two. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying. Now, let's stop a minute. The kings of the earth, the big shots, and the rulers... Take their counsel. Now, who is their counsel? Well, let's. Uh, Nanny knows what I'm talking about. The cabinet, the Senate, uh, all of these other groups that are under the president. The Council on Environmentalists, uh, Environmental Safety, the Council on uh, such and so and such and so forth. These people that have their big jobs under the president, they're supposed to tell him about different things. They take their counsel or advice. He takes his advice from them. And it says the kings of the earth have their counselors, these folks that are under them, that give that person, that ruler, some advice. And they take up their counsel against the Lord. And they start to say something. The rulers do. And the counselors do. What do they say? Well, let's see what they have to say. The Bible says what they have to say. Okay, verse 3. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Now, let us cast there. Do you notice that word there? Bands from among us and their cords from us. You know what they're trying to say? We are tying them up. They, somebody, these folks are saying somebody is blocking their progress. Someone is hindering them from doing what they want to do. Now, who would possibly be trying to stop a wicked person and try to hinder their progress? Well, it would be the Lord Jesus Christ because he loved them. It would be the Lord Jesus Christ and his people. We're going to see that in the very next verse. It is the Lord Jesus and his people that are doing it. And you know what? Here they say that they're going to try to cast us out and get rid of us. And they're taking counsel to do so. 
Why? Because they don't want us in the way to stop them. And tell me if that isn't exactly what you hear in Washington today. They say, oh, we can't handle no Ten Commandments outside the courthouse. Don't bring the Bible in here and swear on the Bible. We don't want that. It's okay for a Webster's Dictionary now, but, uh, well, you know, that's got some authority, you know, but don't you dare put your hand on a KJV. I find something wrong with that picture. Okay, next verse. Okay, verse 4. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Stop, stop. Uh, <laughs> and then people got say, God ain't got humor. Oh, you should never go to church and tell jokes, or at least clean jokes. He that sits in the heavens. Now, who is that? Jesus. God. He is sitting in the heavens, and he is laughing at these dodo heads. It says, he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. Okay. The Lord shall have them in derision. Now, the Lord is fooling them. The Lord has got their minds so mixed up, thinking that they got everything together, but they ain't got nothing. Now, back to our little statement. The earth people. Earth Day is to give us a chance to remember that we live on a planet that we should be, well, you know, conserving for the next generation. Because we got to heal Mother Earth from all the pollution we've had. Well, uh, let me, I got a few statements for that. First of all, this is not a preacher stating that I should gobble up everything myself and be greedy and selfish. Being greedy and selfish of the, uh, of the resources that God has put on this planet for us, and I said God put it here because He created it, thank you very much. For me to be greedy and not to think of somebody else, not knowing when the rapture can happen. It could happen 100 years from now, and it could happen two seconds from now. For me to be selfish and not to think of somebody else, and to be unwise in the use and stewardship of God's resources, uh, excuse me, that's just as much sin as what they're talking about, but at least I give God the glory for creating this planet. But, on the other hand, we don't have to worry about healing Mother Earth because this planet is a self-contained unit. Thank you. Hello, Christian scientists. Uh, excuse me, uh, but what do you think the plants do? The plants take carbon monoxide out of the air, turn it into oxygen that we can breathe. And we take the oxygen that the plants put out and we breathe it in, and we put out carbon monoxide. Hello, it's a self-contained unit. All you got to do is read it. All it takes is a little bit of wisdom to understand what's going on. The fish take the waste and junk that's in the water, and they eat it up. And then they reproduce, make more fish, which ends up as food in our belly. Hello. I don't get this stuff about healing Mother Earth. And furthermore, let me tell you something. Mother Earth? Huh? huh? Uh, you won't say that again. Yeah, I said Mother Earth. We got a gender problem here. Uh, first off, I didn't know this planet was a female. I don't think so either. 
And secondly, even it doesn't matter whether what gender you call it, even if you call it Father Earth, what do you think? It's your God? Uh, hello? It ain't Mother Earth. It ain't Mother Earth. Excuse me, this planet is not my God. What you got is, uh, with these environmentalists is a bunch of Earth worshipers. Now, I'm going to prove that by the end of tonight. But, uh, Danny, would you please, Exodus chapter 20, 1 to 6. Exodus chapter 20, 1 to 6. It's a familiar text. You know it well. God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, that brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Number four. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven, above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them, Love me and keep my commandments. We got right here a scripture that states very clearly we're not to worship this planet. We're not supposed to worship anything but Jesus. Yeah. Only Jesus. You get off this Mother Earth garbage. Now, wait a minute. I have nothing against taking an envelope or a box. Or a packing a box that someone ships to me, peeling off the labels, stick my own labels on that same box, retape it, and ship it somewhere else with something that I got to ship. I ain't got a problem with that. Okay. I have nothing against being a wise steward of the blessings and resources that God gives me. I have no problem in taking a cassette tape that somebody sends me that has a horrible-sounding sermon on it and re-recording over it and putting a good KJV Bible-based sermon on it and shipping it out. I have nothing against that. Okay? I have nothing against going down the street and if I see a pop can laying on the ground, pick it up and take it to the scrapyard and make a few pennies on it. I have nothing against that. It's not the idea of, uh, of recycling. It's not against... Uh, uh, taking and trying to do what's right. It's this fact that you have the planet as your God. Like as if you kill the planet, you're going to hell. Sorry, boys, but that ain't the truth. Now, uh, Brian, your scripture that I asked you to have ready. Okay, I have it. Isaiah chapter 45. 18 to 22. 18 to 22. Okay, let me start reading now. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Danny wants to get over there. Let Ruthie get over there. Okay. Now, if I break in a minute, uh, Brian, just be watching. I may break in, okay? Okay. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens. God himself had formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Okay, hope. Now, first thing you notice... What did God create this planet for? Worship? No. He just created it to be inhabited. That's all. Right. He created it for one purpose. He created it for us to use it. 
He created it for us and our enjoyment. He didn't create it so we could bow down to it. Bow down to the streams and rivers and the mountains and the trees. Thinking there's genies in a tree. <laughs> oh my. Hello? He didn't tell us to bow down to some stupid cow. <laughs> he didn't tell us to bow down to a fish or a bird. He told us to worship Him. That's right. And not this planet. Hey, you know why people want to worship the earth? Because they know they're nothing but dust and they figure if they worship the planet, then they've made themselves into a god. Hello, Mormon church. That's all you're trying to do. Amen. Okay, go on, Brian. I have not spoken in secret dark place of the earth, but not unto the seed of Jacob. Seek ye me in vain. I am the Lord, speak righteously. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourself and come draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They, they have no knowledge that set up the wood of a graven image. They have no knowledge that make graven images. Well, hello, environmentalists. You ain't got no knowledge either when you made this earth your God. Hello. And I'm going to prove that. So go ahead and get mad. We'll know who you are. Go ahead, Brian. And pray unto a God that cannot save. Tell ye and bring them near me. Let them take counsel together who have declared this from ancient time. Who have told it from that time. Have not I the Lord? There is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is no none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the seeds of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. There is none else. Hello, JWs. Yes, hello, JWs. Hello, Mormons. There is none else. Jesus and Jesus alone is that God. Now, it also says, environmentalists, there is no other God. This earth is not God. But the problem is, the problem is, we want to sit down and worship a stupid planet? Get a life. That's as bad as these dodo heads who, who want to sit there and uh, worship the stars and astrology. Wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with looking at the stars and being in awe of what God has created. But when you start thinking that Jupiter rising on such and such and such date, it's got an influence over your life. Hey, buddy, you better get your wicked heart right. Amen? All right. Ruthie, I told you I had one more for you here. First Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy 4, 1 to 6. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Has a little message to not only the Catholic cult, but to the environmentalists. And you're going to find it, like I said, environmentalists are right here in the Bible. All you got to do is look at it. You'll see they had them back then, obviously. Yep. Folks whining and griping. Well, get over it. Get over it. Oh, we got to conserve Mother Earth. Well, you could do what you like, but God made this planet a self-contained unit. And whether you like it or not, you need to get saved. Amen. That's for sure and for certain. You got your scripture, Ray? 
Righto. All of it at once, or do you want to... I may break in. Let me know. Okay. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Okay, that was the first two. Hello, Eric. That's you, buddy. You got your conscience sheared with a hot iron because you want to run off to the morons and the masons. Bible says it was going to happen. In the last days, people would love their sin more than they'd love Jesus. Come on, Ruthie. Okay. Now we go to verse 3. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Okay. Uh, now, who does that sound like? <coughs> Forbidding to marry. That sounds like the Catholic whore. And, or abstain from meat sounds like the Catholics on, uh, uh, on Lent. But you know what? I find a problem with that. Well, what in the world do you call fish, boys? That's meat. I think, yeah, I think you guys got a little contradiction going on there. But not only that, guess who also tells you that garbage? Environmentalists. They'd rather have you all as a bunch of vegetarians. Don't forget your tofu. Uh, yeah, they'd have you eating tofu. Well, excuse me. Anyway? I, I don't, I'll tell you what tofu is. Icky. Tofu is something that comes out of your socks. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what tofu is. But son, if you change your socks a little more than once a day, you wouldn't have a tofu. All right? <laughs> All right. Well, come on, Ruthie. You're precious. Okay. Um, for every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Hello? A good preacher is going to get up and talk about this kind of stuff. You see that? A good preacher will get up and preach the truth. And he won't care who gets mad and gets up and leaves the church. Amen. Hey, like I always say, get up and leave. We'll know who you are. It's all right with me. You don't offend me by getting up. Hey, I didn't actually see you get up anyway. But everyone else did. So you didn't bother me a bit. You want to cross your eyeballs? You're the one with a headache, not me. You didn't hurt me a bit. And remember, God remembered your cross-eyed too. God saw your cross-eyes. And when you get to heaven, what you going to tell him? Amen. He says, hey. Look, environmentalist. Look, Catholics. Every beast of the field was given to us for meat and is nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. And how is it sanctified or brought to be a clean meat? Well, First Timothy told us. It's sanctified or set apart by the Word of God. Word of God, right there, because you just read it. And prayer. So what's wrong with saying grace? What's the problem with that? Ah, well, they say, right? Danny, you know what they say. Well, that's for just the little kids. Right? 
excuse me, but I mean the Bible says, uh, you know, pray vigilantly one for another. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. For of a righteous kid, right? Of a righteous man. And then it also says, it says, children always ought to pray and not to faint, right? No, it says men ought always to pray and not to think. That's correct. That's correct. It's men. Hello, you bunch of wimps. It is men who ought to pray. It's not just the little kids. It's the adults too. So the Bible says it doesn't matter what kind of food it is, what kind of meat it is. It says it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Amen. Now. One last scripture, Brother Danny, we're going to have you read this for us, okay? Romans chapter 18. I mean, Romans 1, I should say, 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 32. Verse 18. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Hold the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 19 through 21. that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. In verse 20. Oh, wait a minute, Danny, before you go to 20. 19. You notice right from the very beginning, he says, God said, look, when he created this world, first off, we had the truth, the Bible, from the beginning. We had the Bible. We had God's Word, and He said we held that Bible in unrighteousness. means we kept twisting it up because we wanted our sin. And then it goes on to say, He says here, that which may be known of God, what you need to know about God is manifest or made known unto us because God showed us. Okay? He showed us. Yes. He, he didn't leave us in the dark that there is a God. He showed us. Okay? And that includes in the stars and all of that. But, look, God, God himself let us know about himself by his creation. Okay, go on, Danny. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the, by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Hold on, Danny. Oh, well, we didn't know about God. We, you know, that, that I'm just a poor old fella from out in the way deep jungle. No one ever came and preached to me. Baloney. Uh, read the Bible right there. You're without excuse. Nature itself proved there was a God. Nature itself proved there was a God, and all you had to do is search for Him, and He would make Himself manifest to you. It says right there that He made Himself known. Known. So they are without... What's that last word, Danny, right there? Excuse. They have no excuse. Hello, environmentalist. 
You always known all along there was a God. You ain't got no excuses to say, well, I couldn't believe there's a God. You don't have to believe anything. All you have to know is that there had to be somebody that knew what they were doing to put this thing together. Amen. Go on, Danny. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful because they their imagination, their foolish heart was darkened. Who? Uh, excuse me, what was their first and worst thing they ever did? God. They knew God. Now, you catch that key word? They knew God. The original folks that were saved. Hello, we go and blame Congress. We blame the President. We blame everybody else, but we need to look at our dirty, rotten selves. According to Second uh, Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will heal their land. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, excuse me, it's God's people. You notice Romans chapter 1 didn't say it was somebody who was a, a buzzard bait. He didn't say it was uh, Charles Taz Russell. It said, it said, for when they knew me, those who had me as their Savior, what was their first big mistake? They didn't glorify me as God. Hello, when you got somebody who originally knew about God, heard about God, but he decided he wanted, oh, well, uh, Moroni plopped the book on my head. Big old table of stone. No wonder you're crazy. You got a brick dropped on your head. I'd go crazy too. Yeah, right. Angel. <laughs> Excuse me, Charles Taz Russell. I don't, I don't think so. And so they knew God. They didn't glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful. Uh, what did that say back in Timothy chapter 4? Said they weren't thankful. All that food and stuff, there's nothing there that you should be refusing if you've been praying over it and were thankful. Hello? Go on, Danny. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Glory of the uncorrectable God, an image made, an image made like the corruptible man, birds, and four-footed beasts. Thanks. Uh, Danny, don't you see a little bit of environmentalism going on right there? Yes, whenever you want to change the glory of God into some kind of a man. Or a beast. Yeah. Hey, let's worship the cow. Let's worship Mother Earth. Uh, get a life. Hello, don't you see environmentalists sitting right there? I see the environmentalist. Go on. Therefore, God also gave them up uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts honor their own bodies well changed the truth of God into a lie worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen ho Danny uh, who does that sound like to you that sounds like the Lord Jesus Christ they took the Lord Jesus Christ, took him off the throne, and guess what they put up there? Mother Earth. Oh, my. Hello? 
you could see the environmentalists in this Earth Day right there. I mean, we don't even have to go on any further. But the whole fact is, as you go on in the rest of the chapter, I'm going to let you go ahead and read it because I think it's important here. See, that was part of the steps that went down the bad path. And guess what you're going to end up finding? Hello, you're going to see America right today in this chapter. Go on. This caused God gave them up unto vile affection. For even their women did choose the natural that which is against 27. And, and likewise, also the men of the women burned in their lust one toward another, and with men working that which is unseemly, thing in themselves, that recompense of the error which met, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, those things which are not... Oh, stop right there for one second, Danny. That's verse 28. Because you're telling me that it's convenient to be a queer. I don't think so. I don't think it's convenient to be a homo and a faggot. That's right. Yeah, I, yes, and I said faggot. Go ahead and tell the ACLU. I'll tell them to their face. Let them put me in jail. I know where I'm headed. You could take a gun, blow my head off. I know where I'm going. Where are you going, creep? I'm going to Jesus. I'm going to heaven. At least I know where my eternity lies. And I'm not going to back down for the truth. Now, some other folks might not want to. They might want to pussyfoot and back down to the crowd because they want the crowds rather than the crown. But I'm not worried about the crowds. I want the crowns. I want what Daddy up in heaven has to say about me. I want to know what Jesus has to say about me. I don't care about what people say about me. And you know what? Then we go on now and we find an, a description of today in the next verses. Go ahead, Danny. with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, but malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, spiteful, proud, boasters, centers of evil things, disobedient parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, placeable, unmerciful, Knowing the judgment of God, that they, such things, are worthy of death, not only do the same, have pleasure in them that do. Now take a look at our culture today and tell me that ain't the way of this world. They not only enjoy doing those things, but they enjoy the people who do them. But the thing is, the sad part is, that people... In the churches, don't have a backbone. They shouldn't be afraid to stand up and say, okay, arrest me. But I'm not going to stop passing out my tracks. Arrest me. Get mad if you like. But I'm not going to back down to you, Satan. I'm not going to back down to the world and its ways. 
See, there's nothing wrong with being conservative over your resources, taking a piece of paper and printing on both sides. Better known as collating when you're printing. And Hey, the reason I like that is it saves the thickness of your files in your filing cabinet. Makes more room. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with taking and instead of having two of the same photograph in your photo album, having only one. I have no problem with that. Okay? I, I could deal with that. But this mess of, well, and you know what's so funny? The environmentalists and all these people that talk about conserving the planet Earth, uh, when you see them on the TV program, what do you find them behind the wheel of? A car. What does a car use? Gas. I don't see them standing there walking with their shoe leather all the time in their little TV program while they're preaching, save the planet Earth, save the planet Earth. I don't see them while they're preaching their little planet Earth gospel. I don't see them using nothing but shoe leather. Hello? I won't even tell them to ride a bicycle because that's still against what they're preaching. What do you think the bicycle has around its rims? Rubber tires. Hello? That'd be using up Earth's resources. Hey, I don't see them. I don't see them. Hey, they sure enough like eating at their McDonald's with the Big Mac. But they'll complain about, oh, well, we should conserve the resources. Well, why didn't I see you over there cooking that hamburger over an open fire, buddy? Cook it yourself. Hey, where's your oil lamps, chump? Why you got electricity running to your house? Buzzard, got a two, two, uh, a two, double tongued cult is what you got going on. Hello. Oh, you could talk about how you got your little cell phone and all that, but you're going to complain about the resources of this planet. Get saved, Amen. All right, tonight, Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for your message tonight. Lord Jesus, yes, we should be concerned about what you've given us. We should be concerned about this planet that you've given us, Lord, and the things that you've given us. We should be wise stewards over what you've given us. Because, Lord, yes, you will ask us to give an account as to the things we've had and the things that we got. How we could have made better use. Yes, Jesus, you're going to ask us why we couldn't have done better. But, Lord, the issue isn't whether we conserve. The issue is, Lord, if we're worshiping the planet in the process. If we make it such an obsession that we turn this planet into our God and take you off the throne. Jesus, help us not to take you off the throne, but help us to keep you on the throne. Now, Jesus, as we go into the invitation time, Lord, there are those that are not saved. There are those who are not serving you, Jesus that need you desperately, Lord. We ask you, Lord, right now during this invitation time that if somebody is not saved, they would come to you, Lord Jesus, that they would repent and come to you, Jesus, asking you to save their rotten soul. Because, Lord, it's important. Of everything they'll ever do is to be saved. We ask right now, Jesus, that you would save one soul tonight and Lord, for those who are not saved, who are saved, I should say, Lord, that need to get a closer walk with you, Lord Jesus, 
We ask you during this time as we play this song that they would bow down, Lord, and ask you to come into their heart and get closer to them. In the name of Jesus, we ask all these things. Amen and amen. Just sing it with us. 